When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. You're listening to another ambitious entrepreneurnetwork.com podcast. The voice for entrepreneurs and small business. Now, onto the show. Are you frustrated and confused about how to attract new clients? Nothing you have done is working and you're tired of waiting for the phone to ring. Imagine learning the tips and tools that will help you get noticed and booked by your ideal client and paid what you're worth for your amazing services. Now's the time to make your dream a reality and the Ambitious Entrepreneur Show will teach you how. Now, over to your host, Anne-Marie Cross. Hi everyone, welcome back to another show. Now, are you struggling to get known in your industry? Despite how hard you try and all the work you put into marketing your business, hardly anyone knows about you. Now, if this sounds like you, go and grab a pen and paper as you'll want to take notes of everything that today's guest is going to share. Joining me is Katrina Pollard. She is the founder and director of CP Communications, a well-respected and innovative PR and social media agency. She's also the author of the popular book from unknown to expert a step-by-step process for growing your profile and expanding your influence using PR and social media and on today's show Katrina is going to share why it's important to take action transforming from unknown to expert takes patience and practice and focus and it's easy to feel overwhelmed she'll also talk about why using PR and social media to build your profile is so important and PR and social media can be the difference between being a well-respected leader in your field and just wishing you were, as well as using the unknown to expert five-star system for growing your profile and expanding your influence. So welcome to the show. Thank you so much. I'm happy to be here. So I'd love for you to share your story, Katrina, about how you became a recognised expert. I think we can always learn so much from hearing how someone went before us and and the strategies that uh, you used. Absolutely. So that's the um, why I wrote the book because I started my business in the sunroom of my uh, apartment, my mm-hmm. rented apartment, with a borrowed computer, wow. and really tried to figure out how I was going to build my business. And obviously, I'm in, trained in PR, and that's what I do. So I kind of turned to PR, but I realised that. I was building the profiles of my clients because, I mean, that's what I do. Mm-hmm. But I realized that what I needed to do was turn the spotlight on myself and really start stepping into that ownership around, well, I do know what I'm talking about. I am an expert. I need to tell people that I am so that I could actually build my reputation and my credibility and also my profile so clients would start coming to me as opposed to me having to go out searching for potential clients. Mm -hmm. And that's really how this whole thing started. And my book, I go into a lot of detail around 
how I actually, that process of how I went through um, moving into the spotlight. Because, you know, it doesn't, it's not necessarily easy for everybody. Yes, yes. It's something that everyone, I think, well, when you speak about, they can either feel uncomfortable with or they're not sure what they should be doing or they're trying to take on too much and therefore spreading themselves too thin. But I know for many service-based businesses, and we have a lot of service-based businesses listening to, to the show every week, one thing that many of them will say is, oh, I don't really know whether I want to put myself on this platform, on this pedestal to say that I'm an expert. But one of the things that you say is that people really do need to think about building their profile and to take the steps that they do become recognised as an expert, as a specialist. I'd love for you to share some more thoughts on that as well. Yes. So what happens is that people question, do I know enough? Mm. Am I, everybody seems to be an expert these days on social media. You know, there's all these gurus and people sharing content. So therefore I don't know as much as that person or they seem to have been in a business longer than me. So I, I don't think that I should people will might question whether I can, I know enough. And so there's that sort of self-limiting beliefs. And I really truly believe that everybody has stories to tell that will help other people. And they have experiences and expertise that they've developed throughout their lives in their careers that should be shared Mm -hmm. because it will benefit others. So I think there's two sides to this. There's one actually removing those self-limiting beliefs around do I know enough? Can I do this? Am I good as the next person? And actually stopping and questioning that. Mm. And because as soon as we start comparing ourselves to other people, that's really when we start thinking that our stories aren't good enough or our lives aren't as important enough. So we need to all stop doing that (laughs) and all acknowledge (laughs) that we all have stories that should be shared and that we all have expertise that will, when shared, help other people grow their businesses or build lives or Mm. um, make decisions in their lives which enhance their lives. It will do something for them that will be of benefit for them. Yeah, So I think that it's it's two things. It's one, actually doing some thinking around, really, do I, am I having self-limiting beliefs? And the second is knowing that stepping into the spotlight and becoming a recognized expert isn't actually about you. It's actually about the words and the information you're sharing that will benefit other people. Yeah. yeah. And I think that's really going to help because by not sharing your message and your stories and, you know, how you can help support people, your ideal client could be sitting in the audience, still stuck in whatever it is, the problems or issues that he or she is experiencing and will never get the opportunity to move through that if Mm. you or we are not sharing our message, that there is hope, that there is certainly possibility. So I think that's such a great reminder. And how often do we take for granted? the knowledge, the experience, the years of study and just, you know, the hard knocks in life that many of us have used to to help, you know, elevate us to the next level and overcome a barrier. That kind of information is just incredible when we share it with someone else who may be experiencing the exact same thing that we were experiencing many, many years ago. So very important. So, okay, so then we're thinking about building our profile. There's so many different things that you hear on, you know, social media, and you read in articles. So for someone who is just starting this process, what would you say would be the place to start when you are looking at building your profile? The first place to start, and that's the beginning of my five-star system, is the star one is figuring out the why. So I do think that 
making that decision to build your profile is great, but there needs to be a deeper reason. Mm -hmm. So obviously we're all doing it because we want to grow our businesses and we want to build our profile and work with the people that we want to work with. But there's also a deeper layer to that around what your story is and why you want to share it. Mm-hmm. So it's, it's a little bit about what we actually just talked about then. Just figuring out the why because stepping into the spotlight and using PR and social media and moving to become a recognized expert actually can be a difficult process because you're going to get no's from journalists and you're going to get, you know, you may find some days it's hard to post on social media and so on. So you need to come back to that well, this is why I'm doing it. Mm. This is why I'm, this is the reason. And you stick it on a post-it note, wherever you need to, every single place like that you go to on your computer <laughs> or your study or your office yes. and actually come back to when you're reaching those blocks, well, this is why I'm doing it. This is why I'm doing it. And then it helps you push through those blocks. Yeah. I think the second place to start in like star two is setting the stage. And that's really figuring out what your personal brand is. So we all have personal brands, you know, and brands, we, you know, we think of companies like Nike or Optus or Telstra, they all obviously have brands, but as individuals, we can develop our own brand as well. And I think that when we're doing this, we need to definitely, definitely do some work around who you are, what you stand for, why people would remember you, why people would want to work with you and actually write some statements around how you describe who you are and the work that you do so people actually hear it and they remember it as well. Yes. One thing that you're saying there in in both those two steps, the why and really recognising why is it that I am so passionate about this particular, whether it's a topic or theme of of, of your business and then looking at your personal brand and you said about what makes us unique and and Mm. what makes us different. I think it really gives us permission to show up very authentically and when we do that, I don't know about you, but I, you know, I know for myself when I am give myself permission to be who I am and to show up as me, it gives me a deeper sense of confidence because I don't feel like I have to show up as someone that I'm not. I don't have to put on a mask. I don't have to, you know, be something that I really just don't connect with. Have you found that with your clients and, and maybe you went through that experience as well? Once you started to, okay, who am I? Why is this important to me? What is really, really, really significant for me and allowing that to show up? that's given you a a real deeper sense of confidence absolutely without a doubt because people will connect with you emotionally Mm. and that's what you want because they want to actually feel like they're developing a relationship with you yes and so in social media for example you might be actually developing those individual relationships with thousands of people but if you don't do that personal branding work up front they're not going to know how to connect with you emotionally or or why they should so if you have that confidence in I know who I am I know this is the work that I do and I know how to describe myself and I know why people should connect with me then people will immediately be able to understand that and make that connection so I absolutely agree with you yeah and you know when you were when you're talking about social media and then I'm sure getting out there and networking and you, you talked about having conversations with journalists when we are ourselves and not putting on a front and we can show up as who we are authentically across all of those 
those different areas so that we do show up the same and with the same experience, the same message, the same feeling across all of the different platforms that we decide to build. And I'm sure that you would say when we're building a personal brand, when we show up consistently like that, it really adds to supporting us in building that that expert status. Would you agree? I absolutely, absolutely agree with that. I mean, and you kind of want to do that in life in general, don't you? Yeah. Like with the, with the relationships you have personally and professionally. Yes. That you are truly yourself mm. and that you actually have the confidence and the knowledge. And I mean, and some, and it takes time to have that confidence. It's not about walking into the room and going, I'm fabulous. Everybody needs to know me. It's not that kind of confidence. No. It's just, and quite often it's, it's the quiet understated confidence that people actually make that connection with as well Mm -hmm. and that's why doing the sort of the work like setting that stage the star one is the personal brand the elevator statement the key messages figuring out your bio figuring out your target audience and I spent a lot of time in that in the book because it is absolutely doing that foundations work is really critical because you do need to be authentic and you do need to be true to those communication statements and those key messages mm-hmm. across every single thing that you do because the more consistent you are, the more people will be able to understand and remember who you are. It's kind of like doing a blog. Like when you start a blog, you're going to pick a topic and stick to the topic. If yes. you create a blog and then you put – So, for example, with mine, I have a PR, public relations blog. It's all I write about, public relations. I don't do business finance. I don't talk about marketing. I don't talk about it. So people just absolutely know that that, that they're going to come there. They're going to know about PR. Yes. And it's exactly the same for you. You pick your niche. What is it that you want to be known as an expert in and stick to it? Like don't change it. Just stick to it. And I can tell you. That will be so amazingly powerful. Yes, because otherwise if you're writing about, if you wrote about all of those different topics, Katrina, on your blog, someone would come there and think, now what is she, is she an expert in PR or does she do book work? Or We yeah. really can confuse and water down our message, so that, yeah. that's really important. Just something that I'd, I'd love your thoughts on when we're talking about authenticity. You know, sometimes when we're going through the personal branding process, sometimes we don't recognise the trust or the characteristic in us that is so uniquely us and what really what I call the inner brilliance and so so many times I've heard of you know colleagues or so say well you know I'm a really bubbly fun person but I can't be bubbly and fun when I'm writing a blog post or when I'm creating a video and I think you know what that's what you need to really embrace because that's what people fall in love with and if you're trying to subdue something that comes quite naturally to you then you could really be limiting the you know the incredibleness if there's such a word of your personal brand what do you think I love that you said that it's so true because it's not just about figuring out what you do and and what you're good at it's actually the deeper part of how you deliver the message as well so it could be like words around you know that you're professional or that you're humorous or that you're hardworking or you know, that you're ethical. So figuring out that that part of your personality and not trying to be somebody that you're not. If you're not bubbly, that is so totally okay. If you're just quiet and you're understated and you just write these amazing blog posts that are just true and authentic and share and deliver amazing 
content, I can tell you people will connect with you Mm -hmm. and the right people will connect with you. So you don't have to be outgoing and you don't have to be extroverted. You don't have to be like that. I'm not extroverted. I have a very, very introverted side to my personality, Mm -hmm. but people absolutely connect with me on that because that's a part of their lives. Yes. So I haven't tried to be somebody that I'm not. I'm just figured out that this is who I am. Mm -hmm. I'm going out there and I'm doing my thing. And the people that need to connect with me and relate to me absolutely will. Yes. I think we've just heard a collective sigh of relief. Oh, I don't have to put on a front, which we don't, you know, show, recognize who you are and allow that to, to come through. So you've talked about setting the stage with your personal brand. What would be another step that you would recommend to help us become a recognized expert? So, the, so once you've done that foundation work, the, the next star is turning on the spotlight and this is where you really start, really start stepping into your power and owning it. So I really believe that everybody needs to develop their own personal website or their own blog and whether it, they put it under their name or they put it under the name of what they're an expert in. So I have katrinapollard.com and I have Public Relations Sydney and I have social media. I have a million blogs, but I have different, (laughs) they're really set niches. Yes. So I have my own personal blog, Katrina Pollard, and I blog about the things that are important to me. And I do truly believe that everybody needs to do that because their personal website or their personal blog is like the central hub of their communication. And that's where people go to find out more about them. They can use the content from there to share out through other social media. And it's really starting to think about guest blogging on other people's blogs and other news sites as well. So you're really just starting to slowly build your profile. And really critically at this point is actually getting out and networking. And networking has been the absolute foundation and the key to the success of my business. Mm. I vividly remember sitting in my sunroom going, well, how am I going to make this business fly? Like, what am I going to do? And I realized I needed to get out and I needed to start meeting people and start making connections. Um, And I know some people find networking really difficult (laughs) because it's walking into a room full of strangers. Try asking an introvert to do that. You know, it's pretty hard to do. But I can tell you my life is so much richer now because of the people that I've met networking over the years. And my business is all through referrals. Yeah, it's so Um, interesting, Katrina, that you say that. And and just a couple of weeks ago, I wrote a a blog post, you know, online versus offline marketing, are you hiding out? Because I remember, you know, a number of years ago, one of my coaches said to me, you know, so are you networking? Oh, yeah, I'm networking. But how many people have you physically connected or had a conversation with in the last week? Hmm, I couldn't answer that because I'd oh yeah, I'm social networking. But what you're saying here is that what's really made a difference in your business is getting out and having conversations with people. And the fact that you said, you know, there's an element of you that that is an introvert. And I think so many people are fearful of going out and, and speaking and connecting with people at a networking event. What would be one or two tips that you would share with people who are sitting there thinking, hmm, I don't know if I'm able to, to do that? What would you say to them? I think the first thing is is knowing that networking, it's like standing in the spotlight. It's not about you. It's about the people that you meet. Yes. 
so knowing that you're walking into a room and I usually say to people, just pick a number of how many people you want to meet. And it's not, I'm not suggesting that you work the room or you look over somebody's shoulder because you haven't met your number, but just say, okay, I'm going to go to this networking function and I'm going to have a conversation with three people. That's all I need to do. Yes. So you know that you've got a goal. You've got a mini goal and you're walking into the room and it's actually about conversations. So with networking, it's not about talking and it's not about the quantity of people that you meet. It's actually there's so much about listening because and it's so much about asking questions of the other person and it's not necessarily about selling either it's really about creating relationships and building connections with people Mm. but you never know that you might be able to refer work to them or that you might they might end up becoming friends so you might end up using their services so it's really just taking the time to find a group of people that have similar interests to you and meeting and having conversations with a set number of people so you're not walking in and going, oh, my gosh, I can't talk to anyone. And the other great tip, which I always suggest to people, is find like a group of, say, three people and go up to a group of three people. So don't necessarily trying to have a conversation with two people or walk into, you know, a group of six people. Just find a, that set, that around three people mm-hmm. and just go in and just start introducing yourself. Yes. So. Love that. And I think, you know, one of the things that you're talking about, you know, creating and and turning on that spotlight and having that blog and that website, after that meeting, we all know that follow-up is so very important. Now, of course, you may have exchanged details with them. If they want to find out more information about you, what you have built, all of that Mm. incredible content that you're sharing on your website and on your blog, that's going to give someone a deeper experience of you so that they can get to know, like, and trust you on an even deeper level, yes? Absolutely, absolutely, without a doubt. When you think about it, the first thing you do is go back. If you found somebody that you think that you might want to work with or that is interesting, you'll look on their LinkedIn profile and then you'll, well, you'll Google them. And so if their website comes up, then they can absolutely start getting to know you. But the thing too is making sure that if you do find somebody interesting, what I used to do when I first started networking, and I used to network a lot, I used to, rather than catching up with people for coffees or because I was having way too much coffee, (laughs) what I ended up doing was once a month, the last Friday of the month, I would invite the whole bunch of people that I had met that month that I thought were interesting and said, I'm organizing a lunch. I've met some really interesting people. Would you like to meet those other people? And so I ended up just building this amazing group of people who we would catch up with and so I it's about actually just meeting somebody and then going oh yeah that was great is not actually going to do anything you need to build a relationship actively I love that idea and what an incredible way for you to not only meet people but also be the conduit that supports people and yes. in, in meeting others as, as well. And I'm sure because one thing that you said, and I really want to, to touch on this before we go on to the next star, you said follow-up is so very important and, and building that relationship. So going to a networking event with the mindset of 
I'm not going to walk away with three contacts and immediately make sales. It's not that at all. When we're building relationships, it takes time. But from what you're saying, Katrina, you really put a lot of effort, time to nurture those relationships. And from the sounds of it, it really has delivered some incredible returns for, for you and your business. And of course, becoming known as a, as a recognized expert. Yes. Absolutely. It's it's been the backbone of my business. Mm-hmm. And I do relationships really well. That's kind of what I do. I do um I know that that is one of my strengths. And so I I I used what my strength was, walking into rooms full of people and trying to meet 20 people and have a million conversations that are loud conversations. It's just not my thing. It's not my strength. My strength is creating networks and having one-on-one conversations with people and actually helping other people to make connections. And that's what I truly, I really love that. So what it was, was understanding what my strengths were and actually building on that because that brings joy as well, because you're enjoying what you're doing when you're having those one-on-one conversations or that you're, you're building those connections for other people. Yeah. So important what you said there, Katrina. And and, and in fact, uh, the guest from last week's show was saying, exactly the same thing around the marketing it's you need to find something that you enjoy because if you are trying to do something that you don't enjoy it's not tapping into your strengths mm. you're either not going to do it very well or it's going to be inconsistent and that's just not going to to really build the the impetus that you really want to build your business and of course build your reputation as a recognized expert so yeah because mm. what you're trying to do too is your what you're doing is creating word of mouth yes so you you are creating all these salespeople for you because they're not going out and selling for you. They genuinely like you and they genuinely understand who you are and enjoy your energy. So they're going to refer you and they're going to have an idea about your reputation and about your profile because you're doing something that you enjoy. Yes. And you've done your work around what your personal branding is and how you describe yourself. So you're, you're enabling them to help you in your business. Yeah, absolutely. And you're having fun at the same time because yeah. you're having oh my great God, meetings. Life without fun. Come on. Yeah. <laughs> love that, love that. So what would the next star be? So the next star is using the media to shine the light. So this is where you're really, really starting to amp up your profile and really being prepared mm. to publicly say that you're an expert. So it's a whole chapter around how to get the media interested, how to deal with the media, and just go into the three tactics that people can use, which is writing a media release, developing some story angles and pitching those to journalists, and writing, just starting to write articles based on your expertise and the niche that you've chosen yes and sending those out to journalists because there's so many publications online and offline that really like to receive articles now particularly now because it's so content driven and so there's so many journalists that have moved on and so they're they're looking for content well-written content so this is great for people who are wanting to be recognized experts because Write about what your area of expertise is and send that to publications. And, I, you know, it's, a, it's almost a fail-safe way of getting media coverage. Mm. Would you say then for the, for the journalists, and that's, that's such an incredible point that you shared there because how many of us think that it's a matter of sending a press release, following 
up and we're completely disregarding content and, and articles and we may have hundreds of articles on our website yeah. that these journalists are just not aware of. So are there particular publications that you recommend? Like would it be the online, the digital and, and possibly print or mm. other kind of journalists as well across different media? Yeah, so it really does depend on what industry, particularly service-based industries, like I, there will be definitely publications in each industry sector. Mm-hmm. So it's really doing your research around, well, what do my target audiences read? What do I read? And starting to have a look and see whether they just do media releases or whether they do interviews or whether they accept articles. So do your research and then figuring out if you are going to write an article, look and see what the accepted word length is, when their deadlines are. They can't be promotional in any way. They really have to be sharing some really interesting content. Yes. Because the journalist's job is not to promote your business or not to make you an expert. Their job is to share an interesting story that their readers are going to want to keep on coming back to read more of. Yes, yes. And I think that, say, for example, with media releases, quite often – that's kind of, with PR, it's what you immediately think. Oh, well, I've got to write a media release. I, in my business with my clients and myself, I only use, I will only write a media release sometimes once a month. It's very in the, my entire agency because media releases are only used when you want to tell a whole bunch of people the same thing mm-hmm. at the same time. You'd be much better off coming up with a, a story idea, like what's going on in your business, something, some trends that are happening within your industry, some hot topics that are key sticking points that you can, you've found that your clients or your customers are dealing with. And actually tailoring that into a, a media angle and a pitch and sending that to a journalist. Mm-hmm. And you've got a much better chance of getting coverage with that because you're the expert that they're going to want to interview. Yes. So important. And I think, you know, you were talking about the article that we, we were sharing. I mean, by sharing some helpful, it's informative information, then people are going to get a sense of your level of expertise because you've helped them. And if you help them overcome an issue or a struggle and you're top of mind, who are they more likely to want mm-hmm. to go back to or to refer or to share that article with? You, of course. And so I Absolutely. think it's valuable to do that. Absolutely. And if you do a combination of those things, between having your personal website, doing blogging on other people's blogs, your networking, the media, and we'll talk about social media in a second. If you do a combination of those things, you will absolutely be top of mind. I have had people who've been following me for years, like five years, and then they pick up the phone and go, okay, I'm ready to use you now. I'm ready to use your services. I'm like, okay. And I'm like, do, I don't, you know, how do you know That's about me? Like, I've been reading about you for five years yes. and I've, you know, so, so it's absolutely without a doubt works. Yeah. Love that. Now you mentioned about social media, love to share your, or have you share your insights about that? Yeah, so star five, so the fifth star of the five-star system is owning the light. And that means that you now, you can be your own broadcaster. So traditionally, we've had to use the media to share our messages. So they're kind of our, have been our gatekeepers. And they're still, it's still a really critical part of the process. But now we have this amazing ability to use social platforms to share our own messages and our own stories and our own key messages. So it's really having a look and thinking about 
which social platforms work for me the best, what do I enjoy, where are my customers or clients, and then starting to go onto a platform or a few of the platforms and start doing some strategy work and then starting to tweet or Facebook or do LinkedIn. Mm -hmm. I love that. And, you know, once you've got articles that you've got on your website, unless people know about them or get to hear about them, it could be a fantastic piece of content that unfortunately no one has read. So I think social media can be a great way to reach out to people that are already out there in the communities and who are interested in the topics that you, you talk about and that you write about on your blog posts and articles and then share that and then drive that kind of back to your website is that kind of how you're using social media as well yeah absolutely so my blogs are just this uh, just a a hub a central hub of information so I essentially use that I'm the magazine editor I'm the blog editor and I I choose what I want to um, blog about and then I definitely amplify that through LinkedIn and Facebook and Twitter. Mm. But I also think that social media in itself is an amazing way of building your profile and your role as a thought leader and as an influencer because, one, you're becoming top of mind, but you're letting people know why they should do business with you mm-hmm. and why they should know you because you're sharing content that enhances their lives in some way. Yes. So it's not about being promotional. It's about writing content or finding other content that you, you're probably reading anyway and then just hitting that, you know, that tweet box at the top of the article when you're reading it and tweeting it out. So it, it doesn't have to be really time consuming. It's absolutely doable. Yes. But it does need to have some thought. And everything that I've talked about today, it does have to have some thought around it. It's not just it's just randomly going out there and going, okay, I've decided I'm an expert now and I just, I'm just, I'm here now. Like you, ha- you have to do <laughs> You have to lay those foundations. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, for sure. Look, Katrina, one of the questions that I like to ask uh, all of my guests is, I mean, you obviously run a very successful business. If you look back to when you first started your business, would there be anything that you would do differently or implement much more quickly than, than you did? Yeah, I think there's a few things. Isn't hindsight a beautiful oh, thing? Oh, it is, isn't it? <laughs> <laughs> the first thing I probably do is I actually worked from home for a long time before I decided to get staff and move into offices. And I kind of did that kicking and screaming. Like a friend of mine actually, you know, gave me an intervention <laughs> where she's like, you know, Katrina, you're working insane hours and you've got to, you've really got to go get some help and get out of the house sort yes. of thing. And I really didn't want to do that because I had this perception that I had this work-life balance because I was working from home, which was insanity because, you know, I think anybody who works from home knows that you're never away from work. So I think that I probably absolutely, I would have actually moved out of the office, even if it was a co-working space a lot earlier, because mm-hmm. I, I think that I realized in hindsight now I was quite isolated and I was, and I needed Like I really love time on my own, but I really am a very expressive person as well. So I really, I think that I missed having that connection with people as well. Yes. And I think that I, when I first started my business, because I am not from an entrepreneurial background, I'm not from an entrepreneurial family. In fact, I left a very, very well-paid senior position. I just woke up one day and went, I was done a lot of thinking about it, but it was kind of, I, it was essentially I woke up one day and walked into the office and said, I'm going. Wow. <laughs> and my entire family went, 
oh my God, just lost the plot. <laughs> so um, I think that really early on for the first year or so, I actually had this real fear of failure mm-hmm. because I didn't want my family to think that I'd made the wrong decision and I didn't want to fail at it. Yes. Um, and so I didn't grow it as fast as I potentially could have because I didn't want to fail. Mm-hmm. And in hindsight now, I think I didn't need to do that. I mean, obviously, you know, you have to, something needs to actually work and you have to sit with things sometimes. But in hindsight, it's like, and like now I'm like, you know what? I don't care. I'm going to give it a go. (laughs) So it's completely different now. Did you find Katrina that when you moved out of your home office into the corporate space and you had team, it was kind of like, right, I really need to get, you know, serious about this. Not that you weren't serious previously, but there was just a a shift in the mindset. Oh, my gosh, it was a massive shift, Mm. an absolutely massive shift. And interestingly, there was an energetic shift as well Mm -hmm. because just clients just started coming towards me and I didn't have to do as much to get work, as much work to get clients because there was just a shift that happened. Yeah. But I must say it was, it actually, it absolutely added a complexity to my business because I, and obviously had a whole bunch more overheads and staff can be hard. (laughs) So (laughs) I'm not saying that that is right for everybody, but, and it's taken me, there are good days and there are bad days in businesses. And I think that the biggest thing is, is it you, and it's what I was coming back down to style one, figuring out the why, like, it's figuring out why you're doing this and the days that are really hard days, you're like, you know what, I'm doing this because I'm making the world a better place because I'm sharing my knowledge or I'm, I'm doing this because I am enjoying moments of yeah, this. Absolutely. So. And I think what you, you have said is just so important, even if there's someone listening today who may be not quite yet at the place where they want to step out of their home-based business and into corporate space, it may be an insight for them, hey, look at your mindset. Is there something mm-hmm. that's holding you back? Maybe they have got this fear of failure too and, and that is keeping them from playing small, not getting out to as many networks working events, not following up, doing all those things. So I think a mindset shift can be so incredibly powerful for people and that just helps take them to that next level. I absolutely agree with you. It's Mm. actually really figuring out what your blocks are. And, and I mean, we all have blocks. Like last month I spent every single day doing a video and uploading it because I hate doing video. Wow. So um, <laughs> That's a great way to get over that fear and, and dislike of video. Yeah. That's for sure. Um, so do you know what I mean? Like those blocks don't ever, it's not at the start of your business or the mm. middle of your business. It's just there's always something in terms of a mindset or a block that you have, which I think that it's really important to explore and then make decisions around. And actually um, that's what my book is all about taking action like every single step right throughout the book it's like so are you taking action so what have you done today that you can actually you're moving forward because it's so easy for us to go I'll do it tomorrow and it just never happens yeah absolutely Katrina it's been such a pleasure to to speak with you there's so many ahas and insights that you've shared I think for all of us who've taken notes today we have got more than a week's work of um, work to do and I think there's so so very important what you've shared if people want to get a copy of the book they want to find out more about you how do they go about doing that yeah so yes i'd love for everybody to get a copy of the book so the book is 
from unknown to expert Mm -hmm. and the website where you can buy the book and there's free downloads and there's an acceleration pack is unknown to expert.com. Fantastic. Once again, thank you so much for coming on the show, Katrina. It has been an absolute pleasure. Thanks so much for asking me. I've really loved it. Well, there you go, from unknown to expert. And go out and grab a copy of that book because everything that Katrina spoke about today is so important to put those foundations in place if you want to get known as an expert so that your ideal client and media starts to chase you to find out more about how you can share your information with their community. So if this is the first time you like the show, we'd love for you to go ahead and subscribe to our iTunes channel. You can get the link by going to our show notes at ambitiousentrepreneurnetwork.com forward slash AES134 and all of the links and how you can get in contact with Katrina are there as well so please go ahead and do that while you're there why not share a comment what aha what insight and what action step are you going to take that will get you that one step closer to becoming known an expert let us know what that is until next time have a fabulous week this is Anne Marine. You've been listening to the Ambitious Entrepreneur Show. Do you want to promote your business to tens of thousands of other ambitious entrepreneurs, both nationally and internationally? I invite you to reach out and learn more about our customized sponsorship packages by emailing beasponsor at ambitiousentrepreneurnetwork.com. That's beasponsor at ambitiousentrepreneurnetwork.com and we'll send you out further details. This podcast is a part of the C-Suite Radio Network. For more top business podcasts, visit c-suiteradio.com.